So I'm guessing the new 90210 reboot with the original cast is only going to be one season? Oh, too soon. Sorry, Luke. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Your Parenting Podcast. Um, I know we didn't think we'd make it this far, but you should have believed in me. Um, I'd like to welcome myself back to the show after a... Uh, a short hiatus, had to do a little reorganization, uh, added a new segment to the show, but don't think I'm getting all bougie on you, I'm still low-tech. Just me and the phone, the new Android phone. I couldn't do the iPhone anymore. I'm sorry, Apple, Applers, Appleians, Appalachians. Um, I mean, I had the iPhone XR, it was a great phone, but I just, I missed the way the Android functioned, I missed... Android phones can just do so much more. Um, and I just missed the way the OS was on it. Um, anyways, apologies for the unexpected absence. Um, it's pretty much how I treat, you know, most of my friendships, as I just disappear for a while. I'm a pretty bad friend. You know, I'll go months without, you know, people, or talking to people outside of my household. But, uh... Again, I'm going to try to do this once a week. Just had an unexpected hiatus. Some stuff going on. Good and bad. I don't know if there's anything ugly. Then We'll all talk about it. Uh, but first, you know, I'm starting a new segment. I'm calling it This Week in Parenting. Um, until I decide on a better title. Or maybe we'll keep that one. Um, I grabbed an article off of... Science Daily. Um, it was a, the source, the, the direct source is like University of Missouri. Um, title is Students with a Greater Sense of School Belonging Are Less Likely to Become Bullies. Now, at its heart, this seems almost, um, almost obvious. It's like if they have a better, you know, if they're feeling better about themselves and their community, you know, of course they're going to treat other people better. Um, but, you know, needless to say, let me just, you know, read a couple little parts. It's not, it's not a terribly long article. I'm not going to read it verbatim. I'm going to highlight a couple of talking points. Um, you know, one of it is, you know, research has shown that despite great efforts, one in three children continue to experience bullying, bullying at school. And I, mean, I understand now we're all pussies and everybody needs a safe space and everything triggers everybody. But I mean, there is, you know, there's a difference between, you know, not being carried into the room like a fucking sultan your whole life and then actually having like real bullying. You know, I experienced a little bit of it. But compared to some, I mean, some kids got it, you know, relentlessly. You know, and some kids kill themselves over it. But it's like saying that, you know, some people don't or can't distinguish when they say, oh, I have depression. It's like sometimes people have a hard time distinguishing the, like real clinical depression from just regular old human misery. You know, if you have a shitty day, it doesn't mean you have depression. It just means you had a shitty day. 
I had a shitty day today. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I don't have, I had one day's worth of like a real depression. And I'm talking about, I didn't care about my own kids kind of depression. And it's like, I only had it for one day. And I'm probably going to remember it for the rest of my life. Because it was so debilitating. But sometimes people, you know, oh, my my high school wasn't great. I wasn't captain of the football team. I wasn't the most popular kid. That means I was bullied. It's like, no. You know, bullying is getting your ass kicked, getting that relentless torment that makes you dread going to school. And the thing that all of us parents are secretly terrified of. Even the toughest parents is terrified that something's going to happen, you know, to make one of their kids feel that way that they can't protect. And uh, another part of this article, uh, researchers at the University of Missouri have found that students who feel a greater sense of belonging with their peers, family, and school community are less likely to become bullies. So maybe that's one way of looking at it instead of trying to, you know, uh, set up counter counterbullying the way we do counterterrorism and maybe it's another way to kind of attack this problem from the source um, you're reading a little bit further uh, the results indicate that the more a student feels like they belong among their peers and family the more likely they will feel like they belong in school in addition the more they feel like they belong within their school community the less likely they were to report bullying behaviors now it sounds like you know, obviously this this all kind of starts at home, but they make it sound like, you know, oh, if they just had, you know, were treated better at home, it's like, you know, you, you can't just throw a blanket statement. It's like, oh, as long as, you know, the family is there, everything's going to be fine. You know, it's like there is very few normal families, except for mine, of course. I mean, every every family has something. You know, I met a um, a sixteen year old girl today who was pregnant, um, trying to um, get something done about the pregnancy, and didn't even have ID. I mean, granted, she's sixteen, but let's let's skip to the ID. I don't understand. Because I've seen adults who don't have ID. How do you how do you function in life as an adult if you just don't have any kind of identification? And I'm not talking about homeless people you know, living off the grid. I'm talking about people with you know a job and a bank account and insurance. You know, for fuck's sake, have a picture of it on your phone or something. But uh, you know, you can't just say, you know, oh, the family life has to be good at home. You know, it's like, yes, it'd be wonderful if every, you know, child had two loving parents, you know, in a stable home life, but that isn't always the case. Um, you know, I wish that, uh, I wish that it was. Um, I mean, one of the things it talks about is, it says here, that it's a focus on improving family belongingness which I didn't think was a word until just now. And they suggest that one of the ways parents can increase a child's sense of family belonging is organize activities to cater to every child's interests. So maybe if you have, you know, multiple children, 
or even just one child, if that child feels like, you know, a loner, which sometimes is okay, you know, but uh, if they're resisting being part of the family, maybe that's the only way I can say it. Like they're not just being a loner because they actually enjoy being alone, but I mean, you know, like pushing against family activities out of some greater form of, of discomfort. You know, maybe you figure out what they like. You know, it's like you got a 12-year-old that's into Harry Potter. You know, take him to the Harry Potter thing at Universal. You know, go watch the movies, talk about the favorite parts of the books. Like, get involved in their interests, which I think is a healthy practice in any family. Um, reading further. Uh, if you have children with varying interests, it might be beneficial to suggest if the whole family get together to attend each other's events and activities, even if it doesn't please the whole crowd every time. By encouraging siblings to support each other, parents can help their children feel like their interests are accepted and that they fit within the family unit. Um, I like this idea um, because I, Grayson was in soccer for a little while. And we tried to get Logan into it, but he really didn't give a shit. And he sometimes didn't even want to go to the games, but it's like, you know, we're all going, deal with it. Um, and most of the time he would just try to play on the phone or wander around you know, by the bleachers. But it's just, it was, I think, good for Grayson to see that we were all there. You know, just like when, when Logan develops his own interests, you know, we'll, you know, if he wants to go to Legoland or something, and, you know, the other kids don't want to go. But, of course, everybody loves Legoland. But, you know what I mean? Do you see my point? It's like if you, you're not just showing support of something that they're interested in. It's like you're showing, it's like if you're enthusiastic about it. You know, you're showing, like, a different type of support. You know, they, they can make them feel stronger in the family. And maybe this can work for a classroom. Um, you know, you have a child that acts out. You know. Either way, that's, yeah, there was an article I read. I liked, I kind of liked what they were talking about. Um, kind of going after, you know, bullying at its source. Instead of trying to say, you know, what to do when you're bullied. Because I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I think inevitably everybody's going to get bullied sooner or later. I think, you know, there are a few lucky ones that managed to skate through their whole school life, you know, without, uh, you know, getting a banana squished on their fucking head or thrown in a trash can or something. Those lucky bastards. But, uh, either way, I like how they try to get the, you know, when the kid feels more like they belong somewhere. Yeah, maybe that's what church tries to do. Uh, but I guess some people turn to that when they can't get that at home. Yeah, I would say, I think it's a good practice to just, you know, there's always that joke where, you know, the kid runs up with a drawing and the, and the parents don't even look up and like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's like, you know, take, take an interest in their distractions. You know, and they, and kids change their fucking mind. You know, they, they love you know, something one day, then, like, you know, the next week, like, they don't give a shit about it anymore. But it's like, that's that's life. You know, it's like you go all out, you give them a, a Mickey Mouse-themed birthday party, and then, you know, the day before the party, they decide they hate Disney. Shit happens. But I like that, 
it's almost like one of those no child left behind things where you always try to make every child feel like they belong. I don't know. The article kind of jumped out at me. So that'll be this, you know, this week in, in parenting. Um, yeah, sorry to get so serious on you. We'll get back to the, uh, the dick jokes here shortly. But I do like that idea. I mean, to go after bullying at its source. But, and maybe we'll never stop bullying completely. But I feel like as parents, it would be irresponsible of us if we didn't try. Um... And I think part of it is, is the schools are already, you know, so overcrowded, like prisons. You know, that's why we need another plague. You know, not one that affects me or my family, mind you, but, you know, plague that just affects, you know, those couples who fight on social media and the people that have to back into every parking space. And you know who you are, you fucking asswipe. You're going to obstruct the whole parking lot. Because you think your fucking loud Hondo, two different color fenders, is important enough to block the whole flow. It's like, you need to make a quick getaway in case you decide to rob the place. It's like, these are the same shitheads that'll stop in the middle of a grocery store aisle and just have a conversation without moving to the side. A plague upon you. Uh, we recently had Isaiah's birthday party. Oh, sorry, that was the end of the segment. I don't know if I need, like, a little theme song or something. The end of the This Week in Parenting segment. But uh, we recently had Isaiah's birthday party. Uh, we just turned two. And uh, every year, uh, we say we're going to make it small. We're like, oh, this year we're not going to go crazy, but we go all out every every birthday, every year. You know, I think we, we had 97 pizzas. Uh, Cynthia put together this really cute... Um, ice cream bar where it had like you know little bowls with all your your toppings you can add on there yourself like similar to you know Manchies or one of those fucking places but it was I don't know it was really cool it was you know nice uh, she's very good at decorating for the you know the parties and we did a, a Mickey Mouse theme it's because it's one of the few words that Isaiah says you know he's a little behind with his speech we do have him going to speech therapy um, you know, cause he, but he's, you know, he's getting there. He's saying, I think probably more Spanish words, I think, than English words. Which, I mean, if he can start being bilingual this early, then you have more power to him. Um, yeah, we were, you know, very, it was, a, it was a great party. You know, thanks to everyone that came out. And to those that said they were coming and they didn't, you were now dead to me. Uh, we were going to have a bounce house. Listen, parenting pro tip. We're going to have a little aside. Parenting pro tip. If you have small to medium kids, buy a bounce house. Don't rent one. I mean, you can rent an amazing one for like 300 bucks for the weekend. But it's like you can get a decent one for, you know, 150, 200 bucks. Especially if you have multiple kids. It'll pay for itself after a few birthdays. Or even if the weather's nice and they're hyper, you can, you know, inflate that bastard in the backyard. You know, buy a big uh, bag of those plastic balls and throw them in there. And the thing will pay for itself. But we were going to do that. And uh, yeah, I went and even picked up all the dog shit. Oh, and with all the rain we've had in Central Florida, it kept all the piles fucking moist. And I can just picture the dog just staring at me through the window while I'm doing it. I said, yeah, pick it up. 
the shithead. It's a yeah, it was a it was really fun. Um, I liked the little ice cream bar. I liked that we didn't go crazy on the food. I mean, we did. We had a lot of food, but it's like hot dog and pizzas. You know, at a kid's party, yeah, that's the kind of thing you want. It's like for you know an adult party, cater your little sweets, have your veggie platters, have all this, you know. Because that you know adults will appreciate that more. It'll get eaten more, but it's like you want something the kids can just grab and eat without having to worry about utensils. And just because you know they're gonna make a mess because they're gonna be hyper, and so I think that was a good call on our part just to have a, a little more simple foods. Um, yeah, it was a good uh, good time. Um, let's see what else is going on. Oh, I was at the uh, the doctor recently. I had a possible kidney stone. Um, had a little bit of a, what they call hematuria. And a little bit of bladder pain. I was at the doctor. Um, I'm not going to name her, but for this story, we'll call her Dr. Nobby Knuckles. Um, so I, you know, giving her the family. This is the first time I've seen this doctor. I've seen the PAs and, and you know, whoever else, the janitor. Um, but I was giving her my family history. And, uh, you know, I told her that my dad had prostate cancer. Which he beat. He actually beat cancer twice before he died from COPD. Like, this is the stupidest way to go. Um, but he had prostate cancer. And the doctor says, um, oh, well, you know, issues with the prostate, you know, might be cause for hematuria, blood in the urine. I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's a, that's a bummer. She said, we should do a rectal exam. I said, oh, um, all right, we can you know, schedule that for you know, a weekend or something when I got nothing going. I said, no, 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 just, just go ahead and turn around and pull down your pants. Uh, all right. I mean, I know I've got a high deductible, but still. And, uh, you know, I hear the glove go on. Um, I'm bent over this, this table like the way you're picturing it is exactly what it looked like. It's like there's no there's no dignity in this moment. Now I'm waiting for you know, okay, yeah, on the count of three, you know, anything. Here we go, something. No. There's no take a deep breath, there's no anything. All of a sudden, you know, two fingers full of lube. Right in the old leather bagel. And I could feel her moving it around. Like, I feel like a Muppet. And she was like, oh, do you feel any pain? It's like, not really. It's like, but I'm, I'm definitely uncomfortable. This is, not a, this is not a pleasant sensation. And then she's like, all right, well, you know, the prostate seems okay. You know, we'll check you again when you're 40. And then she hands me a tissue. She's like, go ahead and clean yourself up. It wasn't even a good tissue. And then it's like I had to go, and this is literally an hour before the birthday party. So I'm driving home, you know, with the slide ass from all the extra lube. And uh, of course, my wife, ever the paragon of sympathy, and I thought it was quite hilarious. But uh, 
So yeah, that was uh, that was that adventure. Told the doctor, I was like, I guess it means we're engaged now. Make sure she had all her fucking rings left. So yeah, that was my first prostate exam. Not a fan. Um, but it's just... Uh, and I've had a kidney stone. I had a kidney stone that was 15 millimeters. About the size of a dime. Mentioned it before. This didn't feel like that. This was definitely a tiny, tiny, tiny version of that. You know, a little bit of pain went away. Figured I probably peed it out. But it's just, you know, one more red flag in my health. Um, I've started um, the intermittent fasting. That's where I'm just eating between 11 and 7. You know, obviously, I'm trying to eat, you know, less carbs, less junk, and have more activity. But that's kind of the main... You know, because I would just eat, you know, gas station garbage for breakfast. And usually after the kids go to bed is when I do, you know, my my most exquisite snacking. Because I just, I don't have the willpower to do the, the keto. My, my wife is doing the keto and she looks fucking fantastic. But she's probably dropped 30 pounds in the last couple of months. I mean, she's just, you're definitely an inspiration. I don't, I don't have the willpower to do it. She eats seven, I think it's 17 carbs a day. Just to give you an example, a bowl of fucking Cheerios is like 47 carbs. <laughs> and like an entire day, she's having 17. I ran, she gets to eat a lot of bacon. So I'm, I'm down with that. And I'm slowly warming up to avocados. But it's just, just by itself, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's too avocado-y. And I don't really like guac if it's like on, you know, in Chile they have a completo. It's a hot dog with diced up tomatoes and avocado mayonnaise. Fucking amazing. And even like in nachos, you throw a little little guac in there, I'm, I'm okay with it. But just the avocado by itself is, I don't know, I don't get it. Maybe it's just a gringo thing. But, uh, but yeah, Cynthia's doing, doing really good. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of her. And I just, and it's hard because when you love somebody so much, you know, they're always beautiful. Um, but I just, I didn't notice how miserable she had felt about herself. And I feel like in that way, I, I failed her as a husband. You know, I can still, you know, love her as much as I do and still, you know, be concerned about her health. You know, as well as my own. Um, but yeah, she's, you know, can't can't sing her praises enough. You know, very proud of her. Um, you know, she has uh, some kind of app that you can, which I'm sure there's a billion of them, but she has some kind of app where you can scan the, uh, you know, the food products and has the carbs and shit and tells you the sugar and all that. But uh, I know that uh, you know, for me, losing some weight is going to fix some of my my back issues. Um, it's just, yeah, I developed, you know, especially the last couple of years, I don't know if it's because I quit smoking. By the way, this Christmas will be four years without a cigarette. Um, still miss it. Maybe that'll be there forever. But I seem to have turned that into just a love of junk food. And I just, 
you know, I love healthy food too. I mean, I love all food, but just a, a sweet spot for junk. And it's just not even really the sweets, more just like the, the salty, crunchy, you know, the potato chips, the all that other shit. But it's like almost like the same craving that I would get for a cigarette. That's uh it reminds me, let me tell you this little quick story. Isaiah, he's um, he's definitely a, a cookie connoisseur. And at Publix, you go to the bakery, you, know, you got a kid with you, they'll give you a free cookie. I, uh, and he was already kind of cranky. And I was like, you know what? I'll make his fucking day. I'll bring him over there and give him a cookie. I even had him in the, like, the little rocket ship shopping cart. Um, but uh, I you know, bring him over there. I say, oh, can I have you know a cookie for my boy? Your lady says, sure, no problem. Um, sorry, closing the door. She you know, reaches in and grabs a sugar cookie. I say, okay, thanks. I give him the sugar cookie. He looked over my shoulder and sees in the same case the chocolate chip, which is what he wanted. Instead of saying, Daddy, I'd like a chocolate chip cookie instead, he instead took a deep breath and let out the highest pitch note that I've ever heard. Like any higher pitch, it would be beyond the human spectrum. And then the decibel, this is like the loudest, highest pitch noise I've ever heard in my life. And the entire store went silent. And the the bakery lady like recoiled in horror as if he had grown another head. I even heard somebody like way over by the deli. He's like, what was that? And I just I frantically turned to the lady. He's like, give me a fucking chocolate chip cookie. And she had to, you know, as soon as I gave it to him, he was fine. You know, the world went back to normal. But uh, holy shit. And that is uh, how I feel about junk food sometimes. So we're going to take a quick break for a sponsor, and I'll be right back with you. And we're back. You are still hopefully listening to your parenting podcast. Um, moving on. Uh, the last week, this weekend last week, has been just kind of all over the place. Um, the 23rd of July is my dad's death anniversary. Though I feel like there should be a better name for it. I'm not sure if there is. But uh, yeah, that day always sucks. So I was you know, pretty depressed and I kind of, you know, obviously I miss him. You know, it's, uh, you know, the good and the bad. You know, and I'm just like him, you know, the good and the bad. And part of it scares me because Grayson is just like me. You know, I have my dad's anger, his, you know, proclivity for addiction. I'm hoping Grayson will... Grayson already has the temper. But then, uh, you know, Isaiah was... You know, his birthday's on the 26th. And I remember when Cynthia was pregnant. You know, because we were like right about... I think his due date originally was the 28th. And I remember one of the doctors saying, you know, within the last month, oh, he may come a week or two early. And I'm just like, shit, don't be on the 23rd. I was like, I don't want his birthday to be 
you know, scarred by, you know, my previous trauma. Um, so, man, there was, there was that. It was, uh, you know, I tried to just focus on work. You know, not, you know, think about it. I thought about going to the, the cemetery where his, his ashes are interred. But it's, I don't know, it'd feel weird. It's like, it almost feel like, you know, the same feeling that, you know, when I try to pray, like I'm talking to nothing. Like I might as well just talk to, you know, a soda can. Like there's no, there's nothing there. So it felt, you know, it felt kind of weird. So I just, you know, try to have his good memories. And I know that, uh, you know, my kids would have loved him. He never got to meet any of my kids. Because he died, you know, before they were born. Which was the uh, the COPD, which was the main catalyst for me quitting smoking. Because, um, I mean, if you're a smoker, you will get COPD. It's like, it's really not... It's like, you just you'll, you're just going to get it. You know, and it's chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. It's basically, you're, you just slowly lose the ability to breathe. It's kind of like a layman's term. There's more scientific ways of of explaining it. But it's just... And that's what happened to Dad. He got the... First, he had the prostate cancer. He had um, a radiation treatment. It wasn't chemo. It was something else, like cesium or something. Something involving some kind of laser up his ass. Which we all had a little bit of entertainment about. And then years later, he had a lymphoma in his neck. And then he went on chemo for that. And then the lymphoma went away. So he technically he beat cancer twice. Then the chemo just kind of wiped out his body's ability to fight the COPD. And granted, this makes it sound like it was over like a weekend, but this took several months. You know, it was a, a slow and a miserable way to go. And I remember when, you know, last time I saw him, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the podcast. Well, the last time I saw him, he was just on his couch. He was so frail. He was literally like laying in a sleeping bag on the couch, you know, watching NASCAR or something. And he could just, he could barely talk. He was on like fucking three liters of oxygen 24 hours a day. He didn't even smoke anymore. Like his body would just didn't crave it anymore because uh, he was a heavy smoker since you know before I was born and I know that had I not quit I would have been in the same boat but the last day he was you know wrapped up in a sleeping bag I gave him a kiss on the forehead and said dad I love you I'm going to work uh, where I was working night shift at the time at a, a local emergency room um, and it was right as I got to work. I was, the drive for me was maybe 20 minutes. Um, and then he had this hospice nurse that was there, this Creole lady. I don't remember her name. I just remember her calling me right as I got to work with her accent saying, your father has expired. And I, I almost laughed. <laughs> Because I just pictured him like a cup of yogurt <laughs> that got mold on it. But, uh, 
So yeah, didn't mean to be so super depressing. Um, onto a brighter note, I have an exclusive invite to the, I guess a sneak peek at the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge attraction at Disney. Um, I'll be with a you know, Disney representative. I get to spend four hours wandering around the area and checking all the rides and the stores. And um, I don't think we're doing restaurants. I think it's just like the attractions. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. I've done my best to not read up about it because I'm sure you can even find a list of everything that's going to be there. Um, sorry, my phone chirped at me there. Um, I'm sure you can go online and find a list of all the attractions that are going to be in there. So I've tried to kind of stay away from it. Not really just, I'm not one of those spoilers people. I mean, you could read me the whole script of a movie. If I think it's cool, I'll probably still go see it. Just, you know, for my own childlike joy of just getting that close to a franchise that's, you know, that's meant so much you know, to me personally. Um, even in every one of the Star Wars movies I've liked. Even the ones with Jar Jar that everybody hated. Uh, you know, I've, any chance to get in that universe, it makes me happy. So I'll definitely, on the next episode, we're doing a, a review on the things I saw there. Um, you just you know, tell everybody how awesome it was. And I'm just... Uh, I'm just, it's almost like too good to be true. I'm just hoping they, they don't realize that I'm a fucking peasant and kick me out. <laughs> like, oh, he didn't realize it was you. And then I'll have to, like, stand outside the gate and ask questions to everybody that comes out, like that antagonist at the end of the people's court. So you just lost $3,000. How does that feel? Right this way, sir. But uh, anyways, I'm very you know, excited about that. Um... Let me see. Uh, recommendation for the week. I fell in love with a TV show called The Expanse. Um, I think it's the best show on TV. Grant, I watch very little TV, and I'm often wrong, so take that as it were. Uh, but I know that it started off, I want to say, on the Sci-Fi Channel. And I know Amazon picked it up after that, and they're getting ready to start a fifth season. I'm on, I think I'm still on season one. But it is, yeah, season one, the beginning of season two. It's so fucking good, this show. I know it's based off a series of books to all the people that love to read. I have the first book in the series. I don't even remember what the hell it's called. Oh, my God. I'm such a terrible person. I forgot the author's name. And the book is packed away. It's called, like, Caliban's War, I want to say. Not not a hundred percent, but I'm excited to read the first book. I hear it's pretty true to the. I hear the series is pretty true to the books. Um, it's just I don't know. This is this the atmosphere of the show. There's definitely like a big class divide that's done very well. Uh, there's politics in it, but you know, but it's enough to be interesting and engaging, and not just overdone. You know, this isn't you know the West Wing in the space. Uh, they use real, you know, scientific principles. You know, the technology is plausible. Um, and you can almost just, you know, in some of the situations, you can almost just feel the desperation in some of these characters. How they're just trying to, you know, get to the end of a, 
of a journey, like to get to a destination, to find a certain person, you know, whatever each character's motivation is. It's just, you almost forget, you know, that they're actors. And the only one I really recognize is uh, Thomas Jane, who's been in you know, all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> but I, as I'm watching it, you know, I forget that it's Thomas Jane. It's just his character, uh, Miller. And it's basically, you know, the show's about those three different factions. There's Earth, there's Mars, and then there's uh, what they call the Belters. You know, people that, that live and work in the asteroid belt that's here in our uh, star system. You know, mining for ore and, you know, this and that. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's such a good show. You know, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, I can't you know, stress that enough. I haven't had a chance to read any new books or anything. Um, I did try to, I started listening to a podcast. And I can't remember if I've recommended it already. It is called um, Family Bones. But you can substitute the word bones for secrets. It's not like a supernatural show. It's just... Uh, um, like it talks about... You know, there's one episode that talks about... There's a... Uh, this person's grandfather passed away. And then his body kind of disappears. And it talks about people tracking that down. You know, it's like things like that. Like you know, interesting stories. You know, somebody had a... You know, a weird uncle that... You know, when he passed away, they went into his house and found out he was a hoarder that had, like, a prison wife and all kinds of, you know, these are, like, true stories that, you know, involve people's lives. Um, that one will be a, on the recommended list as well. Um, that'll about wrap up this episode here. Um, as always, you can reach me at yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. You can send any of your recommendations, any ideas for... Um, you know, this week in parenting, you know, you find an interesting article, you know, a cool product, anything like that, you know, or if you just want to chat, you know, shoot me an email, um, talk about Star Wars, nerd stuff, parenting stuff. Um, again, I appreciate all the support and, uh, you know, I am sorry about the hiatus. It was, it was unplanned. Um, I had kind of a little crisis of faith over the podcast I almost quit doing it because it was just, it was starting to feel like work. And I was, I promised myself originally that I was only going to do it as long as it was fun. Because as much as I love the advertisers paying me for it, you know, I'm I'm not getting, you know, 10,000 downloads an episode where I can afford to do this full time. So feel free to tell your friends. <laughs> um, you know, I love all the uh, the new listeners I can get and I'm trying to, yeah, I'm not really good at the, the social media, um, but I try to, you know, plug the new episodes and hashtags and what have you. Once again, appreciate all the support. I will try for next week. Not sure what day, because we see what happens every time I promise you a certain day. I end up lying to you. But uh, anyways, that's the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you guys in a week.